Hey people, welcome to our first official episode of Jesus and Coffee. That's good. Today, our topic is going to be ordinariality. That's right. I made that word up. Ordinariality. Put that in your book, Webster. Hi, this is Todd. I do stuff, and sometimes I record it. This is another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Enjoy. All right, everybody. Well, welcome and thank you so much for tuning in to our first episode of Jesus and Coffee. Tonight, our guest is, well, there is no guest. Me. me. No, there's no guest. I'm your guest. Well, yeah, you're in my, you're in my head, but you're not the guest. No, I'm your brain. Okay. No, no. Hola, mi amigo. Hello. How are you, mate? Okay. Good to see you. All right. I apologize. Right, right. Um, Cheerio, please just, pip, pip. just get back in my head. Oh, 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 Jesus and coffee. Thank you. Adios, muchacho. All right. Oh. All right. That was fun. Something that I didn't actually plan but works out really well. I'm wearing my Foo Fighters shirt. If you're not familiar with the Foo Fighters, they are a American rock and roll band that is awesome i just recently uh went and saw them live we get there and the curtains there and you see their the emblem and the the wind machines are blowing and you can feel the excitement in the air and all of a sudden you hear the note the first note start and they're playing all my life which is one of my all-time favorites and you you feel that you feel that energy but you don't see anybody yet it's still a curtain and it's just all my life I've been searching for something, something. New. And that it, it starts and he starts singing it. And then it comes in and it hits. And the curtains drop and the lights come on. And the Foo Fighters are on stage in front of me. Like I, I'm seeing the Foo Fighters. I'm a Foo Fighters fan. Like I love Foo Fighters. And they are actually there in front of me playing these songs in person. Like it's unreal. Like it's like these guys came up with this and I'm watching them be amazing. So... Anyways, it was awesome. It was nuts. So anyway, I'm there at the show and they played for, I think it was almost four hours. They played everything in the catalog that you've ever heard of. It was unreal. My wife's tired of me saying this because I told her a lot and she's not necessarily a rock and roll or Foo Fighters fan. But anyways, it was unreal. And, and it took me to thinking about people and, and how we're all so different, but we all come from the same place and we all enter the world the same way. Well, I guess there's this, there's, you know, there's two technical ways, but we come out of our mother's womb. The exit point is not specific, but we're all babies. And then we all start eating solid food. And then we all start running around. And then all of a sudden we start feeding ourselves and then we're adults making our own decisions based on our own opinions and experiences that are unique to us only. And I got to think in Dave Grohl, Taylor Hawkins, these guys are ordinary guys. Like they are regular guys that have an ability that they're just using to their fullest. Dave tells a story, you know, he was just a kid in high school that wasn't real popular and, and he didn't finish high school because he liked playing music. Then he went off and started playing in bands and that's where he really found his identity and who he was, was in his music, in his expression of art. He found his path and that's where he went and now he is Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters and so goes the story. But at one point, he was like, I 
don't have any special skills. I'm just a person. I'm just a guy, I, which he is. He's just a guy. He's just ordinary. In the my Bible study with my men's group that I we're going through, we're talking about Moses. I'll give you the kind of the story in, in Cliff Notes. He was a baby. The Pharaoh was killing all the Hebrew boys that were the slaves because he was afraid of an uprising. So his mom, Moses's mom, was scared. Put him in a basket and put him in the Nile River. Went up river. The Pharaoh's daughter happened to find him and save him. Raised him as her own. He grew up with Pharaoh. He discovered he was a Hebrew. He got all weird and decided I'm going to go save the slaves and went out and killed one of the one of the Egyptians. And he was like, Oh shoot, I just killed somebody. That probably wasn't good. And so he takes off for the wilderness. And then he ends up out in the wilderness and and being part of this other group of people. He's just some guy that's in the desert now. And all of a sudden he's sitting there one day and this bush catches on fire, but doesn't burn up and starts talking to him. What? There's a bush. It's on fire. It's talking to me. What was in those brownies that you gave me, dude? So like, so he has this experience, right? This, this out of body, unreal experience that only he could explain because he was there. And so he's got this experience where he's watching this bush and it starts talking to him and it's God. And it's saying, you are going to free my people. And he says, no way. I can't do that. I can't speak well. I'm not confident in who I am. I killed an Egyptian back there. I can't go back in there. No way. You got the wrong guy, God. I mean, this is a cool effect and all, and I'm not sure where you're you're hiding the uh, the magic beans that are making this thing burn, but it's not me. You got the wrong guy. I'm not qualified to do what you're asking me to do. And God says, yeah, you are, Moses. <laughs> Moses, I know you. You don't know yourself. I know you. And Moses is like, God, seriously. Like, like you're embarrassing. My friends are going to see this, and they're going to think God's crazy. He can't be talking about Moses doing this. And God's like, no, sorry, you are the guy. So anyways, fast forward. Moses doesn't believe that he's qualified. God says, yes, you are qualified. I'm calling you. You're going to go do this. So Moses comes out and he, he finally reluctantly goes. And sure enough, God through him does all these crazy things, the plagues that he brings on Egypt. And finally, Pharaoh says, go. So Moses is like, wow, awesome. Let's go. Let's get out of here. And he takes all the Hebrew slaves and they take off, right? And then Pharaoh waits just long enough. He's like, I got them. Don't worry. Go get them, guys. So he sends his army with his chariots and his horses and everything. And they're going to go get these, these Hebrews that were just walking out to nowhere. And so they get to the Red Sea. And if you know the story, Moses parts the Red Sea and all the Hebrews go through. And as soon as the Hebrews pass through and the Egyptians come in, then God brings the sea back together. The, the Egyptians all die and all the Hebrews live. Crazy, right? Like this is a guy that was like, I don't have any skills. I don't have any ability. You need to not use me because I'm ordinary. I embrace my ordinariality to the extreme. Don't use me. And God used him. And so I thought, that's interesting. I wonder where else that is in scripture as, we, as we're going through. And I've grown up in church, so I know all the Bible studies, the final boarding, and, you know, and all of the stories. 
but you take those stories and you put them in a different perspective and you you kind of relate them to what were they doing at the time? What was their life like? What was the world like when they were doing all these things? And the next one that kind of caught my eye was David. He was a shepherd that was like no big deal, but he had a sling and he could use that thing and he killed bears and lions and all kinds of predators. Well, there's this big guy named Goliath. Don't know if you ever heard of him, but he was a Philistine and he was out at the battle lines with all of the Israelites and he was like, you guys are lame. I'm going to kill all of you. So why don't you come here and I'm going to beat your face in. And the Israelites were in the corner, like scared, like shivering, like I'm not going out there. He's huge. And little David comes up with his sling. He's like, Hey guys, I just killed a bear. You want me to go do something about it? And they're like, uh, yeah, here, take all this armor. And David's like, no, I've got this sling and I've got the big guy upstairs. I'll be fine. And people are like, you are crazy, bro. Like, no way. Like, not going to happen. David, you are not going to do anything good. I Let's call your family because it's about to be a funeral. So David goes out there with a sling. Goliath laughs because he's a giant. And that's what they do. They just laugh. And so then David goes, whoop, 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 bam, between the eyes, drops him. Israelites go nuts right win the championship take on the philistines done david was ordinary he became the king and he goes on to write the a lot of the psalms in scripture and he was a, an amazing king he made mistakes because he was human because he was ordinary but he was successful and he was loved by god and he loved god and and his story is a true story of ordinariality catch my drift so then I went on further and, and there's a bunch of different stories about ordinary people doing extraordinary things in the Bible. And then I got to Jesus and I was like, okay, Jesus, like he was not ordinary. He was fully God, but he was fully man, but he was fully God. That was like his thing. Like he was the perfect human because he was all God. Jesus wasn't ordinary, but he assumed the form of ordinary. He's born and, and he's, he's raised and he gets to his 30th year and he's like, okay, now God's telling me, I'm telling myself because he's God. He's saying, it's time for me to go and start my ministry. So he goes out to the river to this homeless guy that's out living amongst all of the wilderness in a river and he's baptizing people. He's you know, putting them underwater and saying, you are baptized, but there's someone that's coming after me that's going to baptize by more than water. Anyway, so Jesus comes down to the water to this homeless guy and the homeless guy looks at him. He's like, whoa, are you the guy that's supposed to be coming after me? Like, are you the Christ? Jesus is like, yeah, why don't you baptize me? And John's like, what? This homeless guy's like, I'm going to baptize this guy. This is crazy. Okay. I don't know what they said, by the way. John the Baptist, did you say I baptize you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit? I don't think so because that concept wasn't around yet. So what did John the Baptist baptize like? Anyways, sidebar. So anyway, so this homeless guy, Jesus picks this homeless guy, this super ordinary homeless guy to baptize him. Like John the Baptist was a totally ordinary dude. He baptized Jesus. What? Okay, so fast forward, Jesus, he's talking to these people and everybody's like, wow, this guy's amazing. He's talking about love. He's talking about the father. He's talking about how we can have a relationship and, and all this stuff. And the Pharisees are like, well, I don't know. He's talking blasphemy. He's not following our rules. You would think from our human perspective, Jesus being God, he's going to want to pick all these like really qualified, high level religious leader types and be like, yeah, Nicodemus, I want you, you come hang with me because we're going to do big things, brother, right? But that's not what he does. So Jesus talks to everybody and he gives us one sermon where it's really, really rough. It's really like hard to 
to follow because it's tough teaching because following Jesus is hard. It's not easy. The group of people dwindles down and dwindles down. And finally, there's only 12 left. And these 12 were 12 that he he called to follow him. He says, do you guys want to follow me? This is not going to be easy. Do you guys do you guys think you can do this? And Peter, the loudest and probably the one that made the most mistakes, but also the most excitable and and was huge in his ministry, jumps up and is like, yeah, let's do this, Jesus. Let's, let's do this stuff. He was a fisherman. He was not a high-level Pharisee person of the law and walking with his robes and his hat. Well, I don't know what they wore, but that's what they wear in all the Jesus movies. So anyway, so he's not this like high-level guy. Like he's not the CEO of the church. He's just a dude that fishes. And then Matthew is a tax collector that people didn't like tax collectors back then. We love them now, not the IRS tax collector, but the accountants and CPAs, one of which I am. So he calls these guys that are not religious leaders. They're not people that that you would think Jesus from our our human earthly mindset that Jesus would pick. He picked ordinary guys. And these ordinary guys follow Jesus for three years. He teaches them everything he knows. He does miracles in front of them. He does miracles through them. He sends them out to other towns and they do miracles in those towns. Like these guys are rock stars with Jesus. They're ordinary guys, but they're with Jesus and they're rock stars. Like they are rocking people's faces off with miracles and ministry and teaching. So then Jesus gets crucified and he resurrects and he comes back and he's talking to them and and he's kind of giving them his okay here's the last instructions as he was with them for 40 days before he took off again and he said right the, the last thing he said to all his disciples his ordinary guys that were doing extraordinary things he said to them in Matthew 28 he says now go out and make disciples of all nations i've given you all the authority that i have to go out and make disciples. Now, these guys were disciples. They were ordinary guys that were disciples of Jesus. And he's saying, go out and make more of you when I'm gone. He didn't say go out and talk to the Pharisees and go out and talk to the emperors and only talk to these people that are super qualified individuals to bring into the fold. He's like, no, go out and make disciples of all nations. Go out and find the ordinary Joe and bring him in and say like, hey, Jesus loves you, man. Let's do this. That was Jesus's instruction. Go out and make disciples, ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And that's kind of the thing that's prompted me into doing this series. I've grown up in the church and I know all the stories, but I've never really been extremely outward in my faith. And so I, I kind of felt God prodding me like, hey, I think you need to do some more. Then this idea of doing the series came out and I started to think about it like well I'm not qualified I'm not a I'm not a pastor I'm not studied I didn't go to a bible college I don't have scripture memorized or written all over my walls or you know I don't have tattoos of hebrew on my arm I was like no nah, I'm not I'm not the right guy and he's like no no you need to do this I'm like okay I I guess I don't know if anybody's going to like this or watch it or think it's okay but I'll follow you and I'll do it so I've started this series my my ordinaryality that I'm embracing saying, I'm not the guy to do this is allowing God to work through me in a way that I didn't expect to do. I'm learning things and experiencing things with God that I hadn't been able to experience before. And it's just an amazing thing. And I really am excited to share this with people and to talk to you guys about it. And just to, just to bring up topics and, 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 and think about things that we all struggle with. And, and I think it's really important that we embrace the fact that we're all ordinary. We all come from the same place. We're all created by the same God. 
whether we want to believe it or not. And if you don't believe it or if you're not in line with what I'm saying, we can hang out. I'm not opposed to hanging out with people that don't agree with me. That's kind of what life is, right? Living with people that don't agree with you. Anyways, that's what was on my heart to talk about today. The first Jesus and Coffee episode one about ordinaryality and about how God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And kind of the 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 mantra that I have going off it, I get it from my wife. She's She's an amazing individual. Whenever I'm involved in a situation, uh, I usually have the same perspective every time. And every time I'm talking about something with her, she always brings a different perspective. And usually it's a perspective that I need to hear because it's just a different perspective and it puts things in a different light. And we were talking about this, talking about who should be called to do this and who should lead here and do that. She may have heard it somewhere. I mean, we've kind of all heard everything somewhere and we're only talking about things that we've heard from other people who heard it from other people who learned it from this person who wrote it down this one time. But she said, you know, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He doesn't look for who's who's got all the right education. Who's got all the right uh, letters behind their name. Who's got all the right study and, and, and information that, that's putting them in this position. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to call you who you don't think you have the ability or the qualifications I'm going to use you and you're going to do amazing things. He doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So if you don't feel like you have any special talents or you don't have any special abilities that God's given you, that's not true. He's, he's given you something and there's something that he'll speak to you about and how he wants you to use it. But listen, sit and be silent and listen and say, God, what do you want me to do? I'll do it. Just what do you want me to do? That's scary. A lot of times we don't really know what's going to happen or what's going to be the thing that we're supposed to do, but that's the only way we can hear. And that's the only way he can use us. If we embrace our ordinary and we let him call us to be qualified and not call us because we're qualified. All right, guys, embrace your ordinary Thanks for hanging out, drink up and be blessed. I'm Todd. And this is episode one of Jesus and coffee. Good stuff. Thanks for watching Jesus and coffee. Remember to subscribe at Todd Does Stuff on YouTube, T. Fraser SoCal on Periscope, and the Frasecast on iTunes. See you next time. Sometimes I don't I don't know what to say. I... Hello, how are you, mate? Sorry. It's good to see you again. See ya. Right, good right. afternoon. Good Cheerio. evening. And good night. Zip, zip.